Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> this is Hardly Minding My Business. I am your girl, Tashin D. <sighs> Do y'all ever go from a state of complete and total zen and relaxation to utter chaos? <laughs> Let me not say utter chaos. I, I don't think it's utter chaos. It's I'm being dramatic. I'm always dramatic. Um, <laughs> but do you ever go from feeling like everything is super chill to what the fuck is going on now? Like I was in this great mood, this wonderful state of being, and something completely threw me off and shifted my energy. Um, so I'm kind of, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I was very relaxed. Um I had a, um, I was really excited about the fact that I changed the podcast release date to Monday because it gives me a little bit more time. Um, I have more edit time and everything. Not only that, you know, uh, the, the, I guess the one curveball with it is that I have to factor in uh, that things happen on the weekends. And so if I'm trying to record on the weekends, you know, it doesn't always work out. Um, but again, overall, it's the best thing for me and for this podcast. So of course I had a busy weekend. Um, I had a lot of family time this weekend, which was nice. Um, you know, since, uh, since the year of our Lord 2020, uh, I don't see my family nearly as much as I used to. So it's always nice when I get to catch up with them. Um, so I did that and I came, I came home like mid afternoon today and I said, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to chill a little bit. I was a little tired. I said, let me, let me lay down. I had a few things I needed to do that I realized I could just, you know, do on my phone, um, while I relax. So I relaxed for a couple hours and then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to go ahead and get up now. I've done like all my internet stuff that I needed to do. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, get up and get ready to record. So I don't know, you know, every now and again, y'all know, I, I really don't, I really don't usually drink when I record the podcast, but for whatever reason, I was like, you know, feeling very Zen, very relaxed. I'm sitting here in my bonnet right now. Yo, okay, can we have a black girl moment real quick? Pause that for a second. I'm sitting here in my bonnet and my do-rag. Let me tell you something. I got I, I put some braids in my hair yesterday. Um so, you know, that's always fun. I I, I love to do a good a good braid look, but that's not what this is about. Um why doesn't my do-rag ever, my do-rag and or my bonnet do not like to stay on? I never know what to do. Like, do I need to glue this shit to my head? Like, what do I really need to do to get it to stay in place? I can never. So I try when I have braids to put on both at the same time and hope that one will stay. I, I just, you know, it's, 
extremely stressful. So of course, last night I put on the do-rag, you know, because I want to make sure my edges stay laid. And then I put on the bonnet. And this morning I wake up and the do-rag, I could feel that it sunk down to the back of the bonnet. I'm like, I, I don't know. I can't win. Honestly, sometimes, true confession, sometimes if I don't have a real style going on and I'm just like pulling my hair back or whatever, I'll be like, fuck it. Because it just doesn't. A scarf won't stay. A do-rag won't stay. A bonnet sometimes stays. It's too stressful for me, but... Anyway, let's get back to uh, what is turning into a random night. So I get up. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm feeling relaxed. I'm in my bonnet. I have on my silky robe, you know. I'm going to go record the podcast. They won't know (laughs) that I'm sitting here in my robe and my bonnet or whatever. Well, now y'all do. And I'm like, oh, I should make myself a cocktail. I don't have any wine. I haven't really... canceled my wine subscription because they changed uh delivery delivery carriers and ups is trash like delivering at least to my building complete trash so i canceled it because it was just becoming a hassle to collect my my uh deliveries but in any event i have you know a few spirits in the house and i was like i i remembered i had some cream, um, coconut cream. And I said, Oh, why don't I make myself a little coconut margarita? That's my specialty. You know, it's just me here. The thing about coconut margaritas is that they're delicious, but they're time consuming. And because you're adding coconut cream to it, you have to do it in the moment. It's not something you can pre-batch. Like you can pre-batch the margarita, but you can't pre-batch the coconut. So you literally have to stand there and shake it with the coconut for every drink, which is, or every couple of drinks, which is really annoying. So I, as much as my people love when I make it, I don't make it all the time. So anyway, I'm like, I'm going to make one for me. I haven't made one in a really long time. I set everything up. I'm like, I'm going to lay everything out on the countertop. I set everything up. I pull out my jigger. If you don't know, a jigger is just that little thing that I'm sure you've seen bartenders with that measures out the correct amount of alcohol. So I pull out my jigger, I pour the tequila in. I literally had a few drops of tequila. And I knew this going in. I said, if anything, I'll turn it into like a tequila rum cocktail or something like that. Definitely didn't have enough tequila. Pour it in the jigger. I go get some white rum and I'm like, I'm just going to add this. And this is going to be my drink. Um, So I do that. I'm getting things ready. I go to the ice tray, pull out the ice, Um, I put it in the, in my cocktail shaker. I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm so excited. You know, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to set up so I can do the podcast, get in the closet. Well, what do you know? I would try to refill the, (laughs) the ice tray and knock over the jigger. So all my tequila is gone now. Um, the rum has poured out. My phone is now wet. So I can't even right now, I can't even charge my phone because my phone is wet. And my iPhone is like, bitch, I don't know what you think this is, but no, we can't charge right now. So there's that. Um, so that was the end of my coconut margarita. Um, I ended up whipping up something really quick. That's basically a shooter. It's not it doesn't really have much in it. I had run out of ice. And by the time I cleaned up everything and 
um, you know, tried to plug my phone back in and whatever, it was just, the ice was mostly melted. So I said, whatever, let me see what I can do. So I ended up shaking some coconut cream, a couple shots of rum and lime juice. I think you could actually make this into a daiquiri if you add ice, but again, I didn't have ice and I was not about to stand there and blend anything. So this is what I ended up with, this shooter that I've been sipping on. I even ended up uh, salting my rim with some kosher salt just to give it a little extra zhuzh. So this thing ain't doing what it is is supposed to do, um, what I had intended to do, but you know, I, I made it work. I compromised. I, I figured it out. I'm still here. Um, you know, I'm hoping that my phone actually dries. I've been having so many issues with my phone lately, and I know that I need to get a new one, but really don't want to deal with that right now. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Just taking a sip. Um, it's really good. The cool thing about coconut cream is when you shake it, it gets nice and frothy and creamy and it's delicious. But yeah, that's what's going on with me. So pray for me and my phone. Um, and yeah, hopefully this podcast doesn't have any issues or any hiccups. Um, that's all I got. You know, um, that's how my night is going. So there it is. So petty or not for this week. The word entanglement is becoming annoying. I know this one is very petty. I understand that. And y'all know that sometimes... It's just straight up petty. There's no nuance to it. There's no in between. There's no, oh yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, sure, you probably do get it, but this is just straight up petty. I, I The word entanglement is everywhere and I don't understand. Nobody was saying that word before and all of a sudden it's all over the place. And I don't really have a real reason to not like it. I just don't. That's it. I just don't. I really would prefer if people just, you know, started using a thesaurus and could find cinnamon—excuse <laughs> me—synonyms to the word entanglement, because it's just—it just doesn't make sense. It's just—it's just too much. It's. It doesn't need to keep happening. I get it. Like, it was a funny thing. It was an interesting thing. It was a trendy thing that happened after a thing that happened. I'm not going to mention the thing that happened. We all know why we use the word entanglement. Um, but just in case you guys uh, did couldn't find more words to use, I'm going to give you a few. Um, you could use complication or you could even use affair. Uh, which is of or relating to, depending on what context it is. Um, you could use intricacy or difficulty. You could use imbroglio, which I really like because who uses the word imbroglio? But why don't we start using it? Why don't we just use it? Um, what else? Let's see. Is there anything else? Liaison. Why don't we use that word more? 
that's a good word and it's pretty easy. Um, obstacle, you know, like things like that, I think are uh, embroilment, embroilment, you know, uh, I just really feel like we could do better. Um, I really feel like who the fuck cares um, about the whole entangle thing at this point. It's it's over and done with. Honestly, they've given us new material to work with. And so we could just move on from the entanglement shit at this point. It really doesn't even matter. Um, but that's just my opinion. And uh, it's petty, I know. But that's what we're here for, right? Uh, this is this segment is called Petty or Not for a Reason because sometimes it's very petty and other times it actually means something. So, you know, that's that. Let's move on. So this week in things we are not going to talk about, we are not going to talk about Terry Crews apologizing for all his comments he made back in 2020 about uh, race in America. Um, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about that. Um, he apologized. And, um, if you recall, or if you were listening to this podcast in 2020, you would know that I vowed not to speak about him again, because he was just every week, he was saying some dumb shit that felt like one of those things where, okay, now, shame on us for continuing to indulge in your nonsense. And so I stepped away from it and I stopped talking about it. And so I think I'm going to continue on that path. I'm not going to talk about Terry Crews and what he said. If you want to look it up, you could look it up. But he did issue an apology. I started to wonder, though, is this attached to something? Will we in a few months see that he has a new project coming out or maybe even sooner than that? Or something like that. Because usually, when it takes two years for someone to come out and um, acknowledge their wrongs, it's because they're ready to come back on the scene. Um, and they're looking to curry favor with the group that they upset. So it is very possible that Terry Crews is just trying to get y'all back on his good side so that he could do some shit that he wants to do. And I get it, but I don't care. So I'm not talking about it. Oh, how could I forget? You know what else uh, we're not going to talk about? We're not going to talk about Meg the Stallion, Megan the Stallion and Tory Lanez. Um, as I'm sure you know by now, uh, Megan the Stallion sat down with Gail King uh, and basically told her side of what happened um, between her and Tory Lanez. Uh, two years ago, and I, this was much like Terry Crews, this was one of the things that I said a long time ago, I was not going to speak on again on this podcast, and so I'm not going to, I'm not here, and yeah, I just feel like I made my opinions known, um, I was very vocal about it when it first came out. And I think at this point, we just need to let the legal system um, do what it does. And that's it. And whatever opinions there may be, I just really don't feel like this is the space to do it anymore. Um, 
So I'm not going to talk about them because I just, ah, it's just like, oof, this is too much. This is way too much. We, every couple of months, we have to revisit this and revisit it again. And stressing me out, to be honest. I really don't want to deal with it anymore. What we will talk about is Black China versus the Kardashians. I thought about not talking about it. I thought really long and really hard about not talking about it. It's messy, y'all. It is so messy that I don't know how we don't talk about it. I don't... I don't think the Kardashians ever thought that this was going to... This trial was going to see the light of day. I don't think they thought that. I think they thought that, you know, we'll get this dismissed in court. This is ridiculous. Um, and we'll move on and Black China will go back into the hole, whatever hole she came out from. And that will be that. And that's not what happened. The judge uh, presiding over the case decided that Black China had sufficient evidence uh, through unseen footage of her show with Rob Kardashian to prove um, what she was alleging. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to walk y'all through it real quick because I feel like we can't really talk about it unless we kind of break it down. Um, and so I screenshot a couple of um, the key points um, Us Weekly kind of put it together in a in the most concise way. Um, and so that's where I'm getting all my information from. Um, you know, sometimes you got to dip into streets you would not normally dip into when you are dealing with white mess. Even though this is like, this is white mess and black mess. This is like black white mess. So... We got to deal with it. Honestly, if it was just the Kardashians, I probably wouldn't talk about it. But because it's Black China, I feel like we should talk about it. And can I just say, like, an aside, something that has nothing to do with this. Last night was the White House Correspondents Dinner. I mean, you know, a lot of celebrities get invited to the dinner. Um, Kim Kardashian showed up to the dinner with Pete Davidson, her boyfriend. Um... They looked great. That's the only thought I have. It kept showing up on my timeline. And I was like, why does everybody care so much about these two people? I understand that she is Kanye West's ex-wife. And so there's that element of it. But it's like, yo, they've been fucking with each other for a while now. And we're and 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 the community is still acting surprised. It's it's very odd. Um but my only takeaway from it was that they looked great. Um, you know, Kim does that wet look well. Uh, she looks beautiful. Um, and I thought he cleaned up well, too. That was really my only thought. I don't have an opinion about their relationship. I really don't care. Um, yeah, I don't care. I just, it popped up in my timeline. So I figured, you know, since we're talking about the Kardashians, I might as well mention it. But yeah, um, I'm sure you've seen the photo by now. It's hard to have not seen it. Anyway, so the reason, the reason Black China is suing the Kardashians, and I believe this lawsuit 
was originally filed in 2017. Um, and then they tried to have it thrown out in 2020, um, but they were unsuccessful, uh, as I said. But the reason that this is happening is because she is looking for, um, she is seeking, and I quote, according to Us Weekly, Black China will seek millions in compensatory and punitive damages from Kris Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, and Kylie Jenner for defamation, intentional interference with contract, and intentional interference with prospective economic advantage. So Black China is basically alleging that because of their interference, she was no longer able to continue the reality show that her and Rob Kardashian were doing together. If you remember, uh, they did they got a spinoff show at some point. I don't remember what the year it was. I want to say it was maybe 2016. They got this spinoff show on E. Um, it ran for one season. And then they at some point in there, they got engaged. Um, and then the show gets canceled before season two starts to air. Black China is alleging that the Kardashians are the ones that went to E and stopped the second season from coming out. They are claiming that, well, once you get, once we get into the trial, they are claiming that Black China was no good for their brother. Um, she was violent um, and abusive and it just wasn't a good idea for them to be in a relationship anymore. And I guess what's implied there, if they haven't actually explicitly said it, which maybe they have, and I just haven't seen it, but what's implied there is that if you are not in a relationship with this man anymore and you are being deemed by him and his family as violent, um, why would you continue the TV show? Um, she's basically saying that they they really hindered her ability to make money. Um, she keeps she keeps referencing her children and saying that her children are being directly affected. Um, it's weird for me when she brings up the children. Okay, so let's go back for a second because I need to remind y'all who Black China really is. So Black China was dating Rob Kardashian. They ended up having a baby, baby dream. She's not a baby anymore, but baby dream. Um, but prior to that, uh, Black China was with Tyga. She had a baby with Tyga and Kylie and Tyga were in a relationship after Black China and Tyga's relationship. So, and originally I believe she was friends with the older Kardashian sisters and that's how they know that. So it's kind of messy because like even with the Kylie involvement, Kylie was watching this happen through the lens of this is my man's ex and baby moms. So in itself, that gives her a different perspective or a relevant perspective, I should say. Um, 
it's just messy, y'all. The things that they are saying Black China did, holding a gun to Rob Kardashian's head, um, you know, being cited as constantly uh, doing violent things towards him. Um, Rob is now stating that he was never in love with her. He is. He testified that he was in a bad place and that she took him out of that, that bad place. Um, and he was vulnerable, so he doesn't believe that he was in love with her. I just kind of feel like that's a crock of shit. Um, I get walking away from a situation, and in hindsight, you're like, maybe I never really loved that person. I get that, but I also, I don't know. Rob was all in with Black China at one point. He was very adamant about wanting to be with her, even when it seemed like there might be resistance from his family. And so I'm really, in my mind, I'm thinking that it's less about whether he loved her or not and more about the fact that now this is where they are, are in the middle of this embroilment. And they don't want to be associated with any of this. The Kardashians are notoriously known for putting down stories, making sure that they don't end up in court. You know how many times the Kardashians probably would have ended up in court, but they put the, <laughs> they put a stop to it. So. Yeah, I I don't know if I buy that, um, but, you know, it is what it is. We can't really do anything about that. But this stuff is a mess. Apparently, she pulled a gun on him twice. Um, he does admit, and she says that, you know, um, there was one instance where she did it, and it was supposed to be jokingly. And he said, he he agrees that she was joking the first time he she did it. But then the second time she did it, she actually put the gun to his head and ended up bruising him. And so at that point, he was like, yeah, no. Here's the thing. If a motherfucker puts a gun to my head, jokes or no jokes, nah. Just no. Just Why? That's not cool, loaded or unloaded. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Why are you putting a gun to my head? Did I ask you to do that? It's one thing if we sat down and I said, you know what would be cool? And I would never, ever say that. And then that happens. And then we could justify that we were being playful. But no, that shit would never. Don't don't put your gun anywhere near me. Don't do it. Don't do it. I wish a motherfucker would. Okay. I don't know. I just, it's a little weird uh, uh, just kind of watching it because I don't want to see a mother, a black woman, um, someone who doesn't have all of the advantages as the Kardashians have um, be in a bad way. I feel like a lot of people um, would be feeling the same way, knowing that the family kind of got to, you know, decide what was happening with their fate. Um, so I don't know. I hope they figure it out. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. I'll definitely, I think they're deliberating at this point. I think everyone who was supposed to testify has testified. Um, and I think at this point they're deciding what to do. But yeah, this, I mean, this stuff is messy. Like 
super messy. I thought a couple funny things that I read, though, was that there was one potential juror uh, who decided that he could not be a part of the case because he had seen Kim Kardashian's sex tape. And he said, and I quote, I have watched Kim Kardashian's sex tape and I don't think I can be impartial on this case. Um, because he would, he said he would be replaying the sex tape over and over again in, in his head during the trial. So, you know, I mean, Hey, Hey, I have never seen the Kim Kardashian sex tape. You know, I don't think I've ever seen, like, I've maybe seen one sex tape that was like public and people talked about. I don't think I've seen a lot of these sex tapes, but whatever. doesn't matter. I'm just, I just think it's interesting. The other funny, but not really funny thing is that Tokyo Tony, Black China's mom was banned from court because she said she claimed she went on Instagram live and claimed that the Kardashians look scary in person and said, it's just so sad. And, and she specifically cited, uh, Oh, she said before she accused Chloe of taking Xanax before heading to court and then described Chris as old and decrepit. Um, what I will say about this is that, you know, mom's gone mom, right? Mom's gone. If a mom gonna have your back, she gonna have your back. Even if you do some fuck shit, a lot of times, a lot of moms, they still gonna ride with you, which means talking shit about the Kardashians when you, you're in the middle of a, a trial with the Karda- against the Kardashians. You know, I thought that was funny, but also real. Um, but she's not allowed in court, so <laughs> she hasn't. She has not been there. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see how this plays out. I wonder if they will have to pay out any money to her because the reality of the the situation is that the show was uh, canceled after the first season. Although I don't know if you can ask a man to film with you after you've held a gun to his head. I just don't understand. That's the part that gets me. Uh, how do you do it? But listen, people do a lot of crazy shit. People do a lot of crazy shit. <sighs> people do a lot of crazy shit. That's all I got. Anyway, that's that on the Kardashians versus Black China. I will keep y'all updated. Hopefully there is a decision made soon and I can report back and let you know. But yeah, this is, if you want to check it out, I would check out uh, Us Weekly um, because they kind of broke it down into sections from the beginning um, to now. So yeah, that's that on that. Okay. So what I'm watching right now, uh, a couple things. So the first thing is I watched first lady, which people have been buzzing about specifically because of Viola Davis's portrayal of Michelle Obama. So the mouth thing is weird. If you've seen it or if you've seen a clip, you you know what I'm talking about. It isn't that it isn't the correct depiction of Michelle Obama. It's just, it's more like when we see Michelle Obama speak, at least for me, I can't speak for anyone else, but when I see Michelle Obama speak, I don't fixate on her mouth um, and what she's doing with it. 
Um, when I watch this show, I'm concentrating on Viola Davis's mouth because I know that her mouth doesn't do that. So <laughs> it's weird, but I understand why she's doing it. I just feel like it's almost too pronounced. And had she not done it, it would have been okay. Like, I don't think we would have missed the mouth thing if the mouth thing wasn't happening. It just makes it weird and awkward as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, again, it's not that Michelle Obama doesn't do that. It's that I've never looked at Michelle Obama and and, and said, oh, wow, look at the things she does with her mouth. I mean, I, I don't. And I, and I can admit, there are some people where... You notice certain things like that about them. She, for me, is not one of them. Um, so that's weird. But that let's put that aside because that's one thing. I personally did not really connect with the show in the first episode. I haven't seen it since episode one. Um, I, I'm, I think by now it should be on episode three. Um, I don't... I really didn't connect with it. I don't like the fact that it's all happening at once. Um, each first lady's story is they're kind of switching between stories. I don't like that. I think that that would have worked better if it was all happening during the same time period. But the fact that it's not, and they're kind of jumping around time periods and, uh, um, public figures and what I just don't I'm, I'm just not really into that I don't I don't like I don't like that I assumed when I heard that they were doing multiple first ladies I assumed that maybe they were going to do something where they highlighted one and then they highlighted the next one and highlighted the next one that's not what they're doing and it's it's again it's a little strange for me I'm surprised I really thought I was gonna like this show a lot I'm not saying that I won't watch it again I always feel like you got to give a show about three episodes before you decide that you just don't want to watch it. Um, but it's definitely not at the top of my list to go back to. Um, so maybe at some point, maybe when the season is over and all the episodes are loaded up, um, I will go back to it just cause it'll be easier to kind of run through it and see, see how it flows. But yeah, I, you know, not really my cup of tea and I'm surprised because this is right up my alley. I love, I love stuff like this, but I love a good political drama. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of the West Wing. Obviously it's not the same thing and these are based on real people's lives, but you know, I love anything where we can, uh, you know, kind of get inside of the White House or <laughs> something like that. So yeah, I just, it doesn't, it's not doing it for me. I'll tell you what is doing it for me though. Well, sort of. Uh, so I'm sure I've talked about it before that I love, I love Married at First Sight. That's one of my favorite reality shows. I've, I've, <laughs> I'm probably documented saying that I would, in fact, if they ever came back to New York, I would consider uh, being on the show. I'm, I'm saying I would consider it as if someone's offered it to me and I'm just, they're just waiting for my response. But yeah, I would apply um, if they were going to do it in New York, mainly because, I mean, why not? Dating is trash. And so it's like, 
why not why not try it out why not try something different i feel um I know a lot of people go on there for a lot of different reasons. At least it seems they go on there for a lot of different reasons. I would just kind of want to check it out and see, okay, is this, you know, what if I always, I always say, what if it goes well? You know, a lot of times, at least I try to say that. I know that, um, at times I can be a glass half empty type of person. Um, but what if it goes well? I have worked really hard over the years to get better at thinking about the outcome being a positive one, right? So what if it goes well? You know, what if, what if I meet someone on the show that I am compatible with and on the same page with and it just kind of works, you know? I don't know. I highly doubt they're coming back to New York or New Jersey for that matter. It's it's very inconvenient. It's very inconvenient to do it over here because people are so people are so uh spread out and it's hard to get people in the same clustered space. Um so I doubt that that's going to happen again, but they have been circling around a lot of major cities, so you never know. Um, but I would be interested in, you know, trying it out and seeing and seeing what happens. I mean, why not? Listen, again, you you never know what could happen, and you gotta, you know, listen. I feel like this: if you get picked for it, because everybody's not getting picked for it, right? If you get picked for it, it's worth doing it to see how it comes out. So who knows? I highly doubt that's going to happen to me. But let's get back on task. So, yeah. So, this season in particular has been interesting. Um, A lot of the seasons are interesting for different reasons. This one, and you know I like to focus on the Black couples. There's There's two Black couples. Um... One of them in particular, it's such a, it's such an odd, like, I don't know what's going to happen with them. I'm on edge. They seem really cool and really chill around each other, but they also seem like maybe they're kind, they kind of friend zoned each other. Um, so I'm curious to see how that comes out. So if you haven't checked it out, I don't want to give things away. Uh, I just wanted to bring it up because it's something that I've been watching lately and, you know, I find it interesting. That's really it. But this one isn't as messy as previous seasons. I know I've talked about previous seasons and they've been messy. If you really want to get a messy season of Married at First Sight, you should definitely do season 12. Or I believe the other season would be season 10. And I think season 10 is actually on Netflix. If you have Netflix and you don't have access to Lifetime. But check out this season if you can. It's very interesting. Uh, There's a lot going on with most of the couples. That's usually how it is. There's usually one couple that's super boring. And then the rest of them kind of have each have their own individual issues that they're going through or whatever. But really interesting. Can't wait to see how it ends. They're dragging the season out, which is really, really annoying. But I'm excited to see what happens on decision day. So... Um, that being said, yeah, that is, 
married at, what did I say? Married at first sight. And oh my gosh, what show did I just, oh, and first lady. I would check both of those out and, you know, let me know what y'all think. And maybe at some point in the future, you know, because these Married at First Sight seasons come quickly. So maybe there's like some recaps coming or, you know, maybe maybe some, some TikTok content. If y'all are into that, let me know. And um, I would love to hear your feedback on, are y'all on TikTok? Is this like, I feel like the people who listen to this podcast are not of um, the, the TikTok generation. Um, but <laughs> let me know if y'all are into that. Are y'all on TikTok? Uh, I'm, I'm on there. I haven't posted anything yet. I'm going to start posting. Um, but yeah, y'all know I'm not good with the socials, but I really want to start engaging more with you guys on social. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to gather up the gumption to do it because to me, it's just a whole to do. But anyway, that is enough of that. And ooh, also ultimatum. Ultimatum be on some shit. We are actually. <laughs> I hope ultimatum comes. There's an ultimatum season two. If you don't know what ultimatum is, it is a show on Netflix that uh, came out a few weeks ago, uh, where couples um, come into the environment to break up with each other and date people from the other couples and then decide at the end whether they would like to marry their person that they came with or the person they didn't come with or just go home by themselves. It is fascinating, especially because Netflix decided to choose people who were between the ages of 23 and 26, mostly. I think there's one 30-year-old and a 28-year-old. But other than that, everybody's, in my opinion, super young. And yeah, so uh, it just doesn't seem, it seems like Netflix set them up for failure. But in any event, (laughs) that is what I am watching. Um, Let me know if you're into any of these shows. Let me know if you're into the TikTok of it all. And we'll take it from there. Let's wrap up the show. Tweet of the week for this week is, you know, I never know if I'm supposed to read these people's names because I don't know them. These are just random tweets that I find on Twitter. Um, This person's name is Giselle J. I won't give her a handle because, again, I don't know if these people want to be... I mean, she has a lot of followers. I can't imagine she wouldn't want to be, but she's at Giselle Jade E or Jade. I, I really don't know. Anyway, her tweet is... Why, why hibachi places don't ever switch up their tricks? Woo, onion volcano. <laughs> and then there's a follow-up from someone else that says, and that tired-ass rice heartbeat. I mean, y'all really don't have to shit on hibachi places like that. I just thought that was hilarious because it's true. It's true. But I feel like when you go to the hibachi spot, you know what you're going to get. You know that it's going to be the volcano and you know they're going to, you know, you know when to get your mouth ready because they're going to try to throw a vegetable in there and all of that, you know. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. But yeah, that's our tweet of the week for this week. And 
I'll be back next week. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and uh, send it to your friends. Share this podcast. Uh, let people know if you like it. And I will talk to you soon. Love you guys. Bye.